We are in Pacific Games season now, and I think we've got uh, a fairly strong team, a well-represented team <clears throat> at the Pacific Games in Honiara in the Solomon Islands. Uh, very kindly joining us now is the chef de mission of the New Zealand team, Nin Roberts, joins us. Nin, welcome in. Thank you, Mark. How are you? Great. What's your favourite barbecue food, just quietly? Ooh. Uh, What's your must-have Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, actually, do you know what? I'm just happy with a good old scissor sausage, actually. Isn't that terrible? That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Simplicity sometimes is king. Now, first thing, logistically, there's 5,000 athletes, administrators, coaches, support staff, and all of that in Horiara. Where are you all staying? <laughs> um, the organising group here have done an incredible job. So they've split all of those five nearly five and a half thousand athletes and officials out across six villages and we are staying at the King George School. Um, we're staying in a, in a girls dormitory um, at the moment and it's it's really good. We've been really well accommodated here. We're right smack bang near the food hall, near the transport so um, right next to the Australians we've been, we're in a really good position. That's so cool. That is so cool. Now we're not competing in every sport. Break down which sports we have representation in. Sure. So we're going to be doing uh, qualifying. Oh, sorry, we're doing weightlifting. We've got archery. We've got table tennis. Uh, we've got boxing, and we're here for athletics as well. It's a big contingent of athletics, and running my eyes over this group of um, track and field athletes. What was the selection criteria, or what's the yeah, what what's the goal for picking these athletes and taking them to the Pacific Games? Oh, look, I think for a lot of them, <clears throat> so we don't get told which ones we, uh, which which sports we can go into. We get allocated sports. Right. And so and the job then is to go out to the NZOC, uh, sorry, the NSOs, and for them to agree to be to be part of it. I think for a lot of sports, what's really nice is, is, is the first chance to be part of a multi-sport event because not many sports get the opportunity to do that. Um, we're really lucky in the fact that we got given opportunity to go to seven sports, but we've taken up five of them. So um, we're not allowed to be here for rugby sevens or netball or hockey where we've got really, um, really good quality teams. So, But what this does is it allows sports to bring in um, the athletes who are either having to try and qualify for Paris and or give, give athletes the opportunity to compete at these games and get a taste of what it could be like. And I see if they were to go to yeah. Paris or Commonwealth Games. One of our best performed weightlifters, weightlifters Dave Litty, was the flag bearer. Great selection. He's in yeah. the over 109 kilo weight class. So he's very experienced, been to Olympics, been to Commonwealth Games, but a number of debutantes here as well. So is it a mixture of experience and up and coming who might just get to learn a bit off, off some of these more experienced lifters? Yeah, it sure is. I mean, we've got 10 weightlifters here. Um, and uh, we've got Hayley and uh, uh, Hayley Whiting and Emma McIntyre who competed at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. And a lot of these results for these guys um, will be used for the Paris Olympic qualifying uh, qualification rankings as well. So you're right; it's a real mixture of, of again introducing people to these multi-sport events and getting them, giving them a taster of what what there is out there. Here's something that I really liked when I looked at all of the track and field athletes. We're in the relays. Oh, we're hardly ever in the relays at Com Games and Olympics. We're in the relays. I love it. Yeah, 
no, we're really excited. Actually, they've got a big team coming over. So they arrive in the village on uh, Thursday. So they've got a team of 19 and, again, a real exciting team and of emerging athletes, as you mentioned before, and a mix of those newer to the senior ranks and also um, some new experience, uh, some experience in the team space as well. So yeah, I was I was quite excited when I heard that myself when we uh, had to um, tick off it as part of our DRM when we first arrived. What what um, different races we were going to be in? Talk to me about the venues. Are they are they in a centralised area? Are they spread out over? Uh, are they all in Honiara? What does it look like? The venues. Yeah, so there is one main road in Honiara. So uh, you leave the airport and there's one direct road into the main city. We're really fortunate that the athletics tracks is part of the new uh, rugby league stadium that's been built here, which is literally 400 metres from our accommodation. Oh, wow. So we can walk. So, it's, so our village has a road in between us and where the athletics and the rugby league nines and sevens will take place. Um, we've got hockey. Uh, there's a, all the facilities for weightlifting is probably only a two or three kilometre drive for um, shuttles to take our weightlifters out there. Table tennis is probably the furthest one away for us, from us. So it's about a 10 or 15 minute drive. But again, it's on the one road so it's really centralised. We're really lucky. They've done a fabulous job here of just um, pulling together some world-class venues, actually. And even the food hall is for our athletes is only about a two or 300 metre walk. The amazing thing to me is um, the Solomon Islands aren't known for their wealth, aren't known for their solid infrastructure. This, this must be the biggest thing they've hosted almost ever. Yeah, it's the biggest Pacific Games ever held uh, and, and they are the smallest Pacific nation to ever host the Pacific Games and and I think as a country we are so grateful to be part of it. I think it gives us a real, um, even last night in the opening ceremony, just the culture that is created at these kind of events and the chance for, for countries to really showcase who they are but more importantly for the Solomon Islands to say this is who we are as a nation and how proud they were. It was just so evident last night at the opening ceremony. It was, yeah, it was really moving. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the locals. Um, there, there'll be 40 or 50-year-olds that have never seen anything like this um, in their homeland. What, what's been the reaction to the lo- uh, from the locals? They are so beautiful here. <laughs> um, we've got local community groups who are actually in the village who come through each day and make sure that our bathroom spaces are clean and our, they do our laundry. Like They're just phenomenal people and, um, you know, they're always smiling, No, always willing to lend a hand to anything that you need. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've kind of semi-fallen in love with the Solomon people here, actually. They're just really beautiful. That's awesome. So do you have like liaison type people and like locals uh, are your drivers or your security and, and that you've interwoven them into your wider team? Yeah, yeah, we get, um, we've got Games Village man- Manager. She's amazing. And just, you know, these guys are working. They, the, the government basically six months prior to the game starting put all their people into the into these big roles and they have been working non-stop to try and get these this games off the ground and make it a successful one for everyone and there's been some people that you know are only getting two or three hours sleep a night to ensure that people get what they need and it's really paying off so 
you know, like we're so grateful and we uh, and we tell all our athletes, you know, we need to realise that the resources here have been stretched, especially when there was a bit of flooding, you know, um, a week ago. Um, and they are doing their utmost to make sure that, you're, that it is the most successful games that, 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 that they have. What, what's the infrastructure like? Because after the specific games, um, all the athletes and ministry, everyone will leave. Um, well, so, so they're going to have some amazing infrastructure to help the locals yeah. try and build something as well. Yeah, yeah, they will. And I think they've already developed um, academies. So there's a Solomon Islands uh, Institute here um, that's got some really world-class facilities. They've got now got a world-class uh, pool facility, obviously rugby league. And, I mean, one would hope that, that it would attract more sports here. I mean, if you're thinking of kind of any kind of heat um, acclimation stuff, this is probably a fabulous place to do it because they've got a you know, amazing facilities, but it's just, you know, it's so hot and humid here um, and the people are only too willing to help. So hopefully they can use it and you'd, I'd expect more. I mean, I don't know how many athletes the Solomon team have got, but they had, you know, over a thousand people at their opening ceremony last hmm. night. It was it, for their team. It was just huge. So I think what's really nice is it's inspiring the next generation of athletes to come through and, um, you know, whereas they've just they've laid it all out for the people here, so they're really, really, really lucky. And our team, like, there's a lot of debutants never represented New Zealand before. Is mm-hmm. there anyone in that team? Is there any like young youngsters that first time overseas or anything like that whose eyes are like saucers? <laughs> we have had a few. <laughs> um, we've got a beautiful young lad from Invercargill. Um, in our ta- in our para table tennis team, and um, it's been I, I had the fortunate role of going and meeting them at the airport when they landed and bringing them through. And um, there's nothing like seeing uh, things through the lens of a young 17 year old boy who hasn't been overseas, at, you know, um, that many times, and just seeing the excitement of wow is look at this Bridgnan or wow we don't have stadiums like this in Invercargill. So <laughs> it's been really really humbling uh, and just seeing him even just seeing all the athletes actually experience the opening ceremony last night not everyone when you go to an Olympic or Commonwealth Games you don't always get to go to these those kind of events because most people are competing the next day but um, because we're so close a lot of our team got to go last night so it was just really lovely seeing everyone experience that for the first time and uh, all those who had experienced it for the first time. But I don't know, I've been to a few and I tell you what, it was pretty moving for me as well. So, mm. yeah. What's the, I don't want to ask you a question, you're not sure of the answer. It gets underway in earnest today. What's on the programme? Which New Zealand athletes are on today? Because it's on TV over here, which is awesome. Who can we watch today in the Black Singlets? So we don't have anyone on today. We start tomorrow with weightlifting and archery. Okay. Uh, and then we've got table tennis starting tomorrow as well. So all of our three are starting, three sports will be starting tomorrow. So um, they're all out at training at the moment. So getting their last lot of uh, preparation done before they kick off tomorrow. So we're really excited um, excited for the next few days and then um you know there'll be a changeover halfway through the week where athletics and boxing come in and then we'll have to farewell the athletes that we have and then welcome in the new ones so yeah it's these kind of revolving doors that happen at this games but i tell you what the energy that these these um 
different sports have bought is just really exciting and it just you know we we're um we've got some amazing athletes coming out of New Zealand and hopefully they'll be um they'll be loving this experience and and take those experiences through to them for the rest of their career yeah and finally that that's the thing I love about these is there's a lot of individual sports but for a week or two they're in a team yeah yeah and it's Really lovely because, like, we've bought um, banana grams, Uno cards, as you do, and we've got some market you know, little gazebos set up. And I tell you what, they're starting to become a banana grams, you know, um, winner or the ultimate <laughs> banana grams um, person. And so they, you know, like it's becoming competitive within the team. So it was really nice weightlifting and archery were hanging out yesterday, playing Uno and just that camaraderie that we try and create, that team culture and atmosphere um, is really, it just, you don't even need to try. We just, it just happens. So I don't know, a simple thing is cards can bring that. So it's really lovely. Brilliant. Well, um, having first uh, touched base with you at the Hutt Valley Sports Awards when you're inducted as a legend, uh, a reluctant legend, I might say, it's so cool to have you someone, uh, a young chef de mission who's inspiring some even younger ones as well. It sounds sounds idyllic in the background. I can almost see the trees and the breeze and the blue sky and the birds, um, <laughs> but there's some really cool competition coming in. Um, they've got the right person in charge. Uh, you'll just be one of them. You'll roll your sleeves up and uh, you, you and your team will, yeah. will, will represent us with pride uh, really looking forward to following it alright look forward to chatting again soon Mark cheers there she is um, Niniwa Kiri Arala Roberts is her full name uh, just known as Nin Roberts um, who is the chef de mission at the Pacific Games and yes she was um, product of Wainu Mata College herself grew up in a sporting family I think she went to two Olympics with the hockey team Um just so fantastic to have people of her ilk guiding our youngsters at the Pacific Games. And so our first athletes will start competing tomorrow. Would you say weightlifting, uh, archery and para table tennis? I think of the three tomorrow. But, um, yeah, fantastic. And I'm just looking at our track and field team. Um, so we've got a triple jump. We've got one and 200, 800, 1500, discus, the relays. As I mentioned, we've got a triple jumper, another long jumper. Another triple jump. We've got a decathlete, Stephen Thorpe, a decathlete. The factor in the relays is just brilliant. So there we go. Um, quick update on the votes. Hang on. Oh, this was the double eight, double three. Uh, you got 10 minutes. Pork strips. I haven't even looked at the votes that have come in since I was talking to them. Pork strips or crayfish? Jeez, they, that's two buttes, actually. Two buttes. Having said that, I admit it on Friday, I've never had barbecued pork strips, um, but next time in Christchurch, Mikey's going to cook me pork strips and I'll take some craft beer with me. He doesn't have to shout that as well. He has to shout the pork strips. Pork strips or crayfish? That's the first matchup. Cherries or meat patties? Again, I haven't looked at the votes, but I feel like I won't need to for those ones. On to double eight, double three. That is the big banquet barbecue bonanza, our final bracket of 2023, we should, according to timings, we should finish on Friday. Might go slightly over, I'm not sure. Um, but it'd be quite good, actually, to hit the semi-finals on Friday and we can just marinate over who we're going to vote for uh, next week. But double eight, double three, pork strips or crayfish? Cherries or meat patties? We'll take a short break.